Welcome back to Zillennials Podcast. Today on Zillennials, we're going to talk a little bit about some spring activities because we are finally in the month of spring. I don't know if you all have been waiting for this. I feel like winter felt kind of long this year, even though I love winter. And I'm ready for, you know, a little bit of weather that's not snow. See, I love winter, but I feel like my problem with it is the problem that everybody has when it's dark at like four o'clock and you think it's time to go to bed. Because for me, when it gets dark, my brain just stops doing things. So I am excited that it's getting light. Like, it's light. I mean, I don't know if the sun is still technically up, but it's light like past seven now. Yeah, like here it's light till I want to say like 8 p.m. some days. So I'm like, this is awesome. Do you know what's crazy about that, though, is I think it's summer solstice. Is that what it's called? Spring solstice? Spring equinox, summer solstice. Okay, that's coming up in June, and so that's going to be the longest day of the year. Do you have any plans for that day? No, I don't really do anything for that, except get sad that it's starting to get darker earlier already. I feel like June just seems so early for that. I know, I feel like it should be in July, because, you know, July is like summer, summer, and so I feel like it should really be moved further back in the summer. I think part of the reason why June feels so early for me is that I think a lot of spring feels like it's still dark early until the whole daylight savings time thing happens. And so it really feels only like there's like April and May and then you're being told that it's starting to get dark early again. I mean, I know you don't notice it in like July and August, really, but like theoretically, like scientifically, it is getting darker earlier. I know. It makes me kind of sad. I'm like, hmm, I wish that it didn't have to be that way. If we could have like summer sunlight hours year round, I think that more people would appreciate winter then. I think the thing with that, though, is that you would have to move closer to the equator. And then when you move closer to the equator, you don't really get winter. Or do you? I don't think you do. Not the way that we do. So this is I'm probably going to sound a little uneducated right here but so like if you move closer to the equator does that mean that you get more hours of sunlight i think so really i didn't know that like i don't know if it's like dramatic enough to notice but i think you do because it's not okay just so people who are listening know i am not a science person like i find science interesting and i believe in science but like i don't know a lot of like how it works but like I think this is like because the curve of the Earth, so the way the sun hits, it's like that's why we get less sun in the winter because we're tilted away and then the little sun rays like aren't as strong when they get there. And then because we're tilted away, it gets dark earlier. So if you're further in the middle, even if it's tilted, like if you're on the top northern hemisphere, like you would get more. Oh, I have no idea. Somebody should Google this. Yeah, somebody should definitely Google this because like I want to know if this is true or not. So Google it and let us know. Because I, I want to know. I feel like my explanation may be terrible, but I think the underlying like assumption, yeah, the underlying concept I think is right. Just a terrible explanation. I think it wasn't that bad an explanation. I mean, it, it could make sense, you know? I feel like it's one of those explanations, though, when someone ha- is like, hey, explain something. And you're literally just trying to use common sense to explain something. And you're like, I have no idea if this is actually true. But I feel like sometimes those are the best explanations because like sometimes if you go and you ask somebody who's an expert, they give you like this super long winded technical explanation of why things are the way they are. And you're like, that's cool. But like half of that just went over my head. I just need like give me the simple two cent explanation. 
Okay, so to get super tangential and like not really related to spring at all, this reminds me of, I think it's relatively new because it popped up on like the Netflix banner, but there's a Netflix like competition show that's called BS. And the whole idea is like, it's a quiz show, kind of like who wants to be a millionaire. But the whole premise is, is like, if you don't know the answer, so after you answer, you have to like give a like explanation or whatever of why you think it's right. And so the whole idea is that you have to give an explanation whether you answered right or wrong and then there's three people who are judging whether you're bsing and so i feel like my like the whole is there more sun at the equator and then my response was like my bsy thing and it made me feel like i was on the show (laughs) i feel like that would be a good show though have you you seen it i'm guessing We've seen one episode. It's kind of entertaining because the person like doesn't know. And then there's three people who are judging. And so then as long as the person convinces one person that they're telling the truth, they get to keep going. That's pretty cool. I actually I actually like that. That's a cool concept for a show. Speaking of Netflix shows, again, this is very tangential. Apologies to our listeners. Have you seen the one that's like, is it cake? No, but I've seen like the little banner. So... I watched it because I was like, this is going to be the silliest show on the history of the earth. I'm like, this is going to be so dumb. I watched it. Not as bad as you would think. The host tries very hard to be entertaining. But like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's one of those shows that you maybe want to watch like an episode or two just to like try it out. I don't know that it'd be one that I'd watch everything of because it's a lot of looking at cake. But I feel like you might appreciate it because of Great British Bake Off. Yeah, I think the host makes a big difference. Like there was one, I forget what the name is called, but it's the one that's run by the milk bar lady. And she's fine, but like I didn't really like that one as much. Some of them seem a little too production-y. Like what I like about Great Bish Bake Off is like it's very much about the baking. Like obviously the hosts have their own things, but like I think some of the American ones seem a little overproduced. I could definitely see that. Okay, then you might not like what is cake because you might think it's a little bit overproduced. I take back what I said. <laughs> it's kind of like the Netflix one that's um, about leftovers where I'm like, I kind of like it, but it's also kind of like, I don't know, small doses. Yeah, that's why like I can't really get behind Nailed It. See, I like Nailed It, but it does have like that kind of like production value. Yeah. But I love Jacques. I don't, I don't know who Jacques is. Who's Jacques? He's like the, the, the French pastry chef on there. Oh. And like sometimes the host will do stuff or make him do stuff. And you can tell he kind of has this face, which I don't actually know because I don't know him and I haven't talked to him. But the way his face looks is sometimes he's just like, how did I end up here? <laughs> do you know who is on Nailed It? I'm pretty sure Cassie Stevens, who's like a really famous art teacher in the art teacher community. She was on Nailed It. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm like, I kind of want to go and find her episode just to watch it. She's like such a cool, crazy art teacher, though. Oh, my goodness. Like her whole classroom is rainbow. She wears dresses that she makes herself to school on the regular. She like is always like singing songs and like dressing up and doing fun things. Oh, my gosh. Like she is the epitome of like an elementary art school teacher. And I love it. She's so cool. I actually think I saw that episode. Really? I don't remember anything about it, but I kind of remember an art teacher that was kind of like what you were describing. Also, again, we might just need to rename this Netflix shows, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
uh, what was it about nailed it? I feel like some of those people have to be making it up because I'm like, you cannot be that bad. Yeah. Like some of it is literally just common sense. Like I think maybe when the show first started, they could find some people that like didn't know anything. But it's like, I feel like a a lot of it's common sense. And also with the popularity of the show, how do you not know these basic things? Like you can't frost a cake straight out of the oven. How do people not know this? I don't know. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that uh, some of those turn out like they're trying to do intentionally not well. Yeah. And I think that's what I when I don't like competition shows. Mm-hmm. I like everybody trying their best and then seeing what happens. Me too. I really like MasterChef because of that. MasterChef is a good one. I like that one. Speaking of Netflix shows, one of my favorite, sh- I think we watched this like beginning of the pandemic, maybe. You know, the fa- stage where like everyone's at home and you're just like watching every single thing you possibly can and you're running out of things to do. It was the, I forget what is the exact title, but I think it's like the great flower fight or the big flower fight or something to do with a flower fight. It's British, which arguably I think British competition shows are better. And it's literally like they make these huge like flower floral like art pieces basically like they can do like sculptures or this and that and it's all out of flowers it's so cool i really want a season two that's so cool i haven't heard of that one so i feel like that's definitely something that you could watch to get yourself in that spring mood because you know flowers of course everything is blooming outside yeah speaking of flowers by the way one thing that you should definitely check out for spring is check and see if where you live has a conservatory nearby So for context, I had never been to a conservatory before this year, but then I went to Milwaukee and we went to the conservatory there. And then I also went to the conservatory in my city and it was really cool. Like it's definitely a fun place to go if you have people who appreciate plants or people who appreciate gardening. Like I want to take my dad to the one that we have here as like some father daughter time because I know that he loves to plant things and I feel like he would just get so excited over all of the different plants. And so I just feel like it would be really nice, you know? So would highly recommend a conservatory. Go check it out. Bring your Instagram friends so they can take lots of cute pictures because there will be so many photo ops. Go do it. Yeah, I don't know if I've been to one. They're really pretty. I would definitely love to go. I also am just kind of like, how many bees will I have to dodge? Literally none. There were no bees. No bees at all. Is it because it's early? I feel like there's not that many bees right now. Well, no, because like all of their flowers, because at least like where I live, it gets cold. So it's like a cold weather climate. So a lot of their plants are inside giant domes. And so it's like there's no bees. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I would guess they would maybe have to pollinate them themselves, like, you know, by hand or something. But yeah, there aren't any bees in there. It's just a whole bunch of flowers and plants. I was thinking this was like an outside thing. Because I think there's some, like, I forget what is, but there's something relatively nearby where there's, like, a bunch of plants and they're all outside, which I think would definitely have bees. Yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking of more. Are those, like, just the outside version? I feel like for the most part, yeah. Like, arboretums are, mm, they're more like, yeah, I guess they're more like an outside conservatory. The thing with arboretums is a lot of the times they have local plants and flowers, or at least in my experience, they seem to, whereas conservatories will have plants from like all over the world. So like, for example, you could see a banana tree, which is actually not a tree, but it's an herb. And so I feel like, you know, those two have slightly different vibes, because if you go to an arboretum, you'll see more like local stuff. If you go to a conservatory, you'll see stuff from like 
the tropics and you'll see stuff from like places where you don't necessarily live. Mm, I was definitely thinking of Arboretum. I also just Googled it. I think either could be fun. I feel like if it's a nice day, I think spring's also a good time to do this because I think where we both live, the summer gets disgusting. Oh, for sure. Hot, humid, nasty. So I feel like spring's a good time to do outdoor stuff and like October, September. Yes, definitely. Also, the one in my city, they have like a little garden that's going to have like, I think they have like a lily pad garden and then they have like a little garden for like you to just sit and draw like it's called like the artist garden and I'm so excited to go back once everything starts blooming I don't know I'm just really excited I want to take my sketchbook there and just sit and just sketch away oh it would be so nice yeah but I feel like it's also nice because then like if you live someplace that's cold it's like if it's not warm enough yet for everything to start blooming you can get your fix of like flowers and plants there before everything else starts to bloom that's a good point too because I feel like here there's some plants that are early. Like I know there's like the great piousness come up around St. Patrick's Day and then there's like tulips. I think the tulips are coming up or they came up. But I feel like it's more like I'd say maybe into May when everything starts appearing. So it's like you're saying if you're in early spring and you need a flower fix, good way to go. Definitely. So do you have any more like outdoor activities that you would want to do in the spring? I feel like nothing like super associated with spring in the way that flowers are. I think it's just like more things that I start doing again in the spring, like, you know, like sitting outside or maybe going for a hike or something because it's like it's starting to get nice or going for walks again because sometimes it's kind of hard to do that in the winter because A, it's freezing cold and B, sometimes people don't always shovel where I am and then you have to keep going in and out of the street. So it's nice to be able to just like start walking around again. Yeah, I agree with that. I think like going on walks and just kind of generally walking around your neighborhood gets a lot easier, especially because like, I don't know about you, but one of the things that dissuades me from walking in the winter is it gets dark so early. And because it gets dark so early, this kind of relates back to like the beginning of our episode. Just like as a woman, like you don't always feel safe walking around when it's that dark, especially because it's the winter. So there's not as many people out. I know in the wintertime, like normally I'm inside by like 8 p.m. Because I'm like, I just don't really feel that comfortable walking around at 8 o'clock by myself. Yeah. I mean, that's totally a thing. I also am just like, it's just too cold to go out once the sun goes down. Like, And like you're saying, it's like there's not that many people out. Yeah. I just like going out. I just like the sun, I think. Because I feel like the summer has the sun. But for me, the summer is too hot. Mm-hmm. So spring is like you get the sun without the disgusting heat and humidity. I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. I think as I've grown older, something that I've realized is I just need a lot of like windows and sunlight in my life. If I don't have windows or sunlight, I would just be very, very sad. Yeah. Well, I think they help for even in spring, because sometimes there's random days that get pretty cold. I think it helps because then you see the outdoors and like the sun. I don't know. It's nice to have windows. Definitely. I know because I was looking at apartments a while back. I know I was like looking and I was like, I don't know if I could live in a garden apartment. Like I did that when I was in college with three of my good friends. And I just don't know that I could live in a garden apartment again because I remember it was always so dark that it was just kind of like, I don't know, it was just kind of sad. And then 
also just like the problems that come with living in a garden apartment. I'm like, well, I don't know that I want to do that. But yeah, I feel like living in a place that doesn't have a lot of light is tough, especially like when you look outside and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so nice outside, but I'm getting none of this light indoors. Very sad. Yeah. I think windows are definitely a good thing. I think also this is somewhat related, but like just having like a plant or something inside. Mm -hmm. Oh, on our gardening episode, I will give you my plant update because we're going to do a gardening episode after this one, you guys. So we might touch briefly on gardening here, but we're going to save the majority of it for our gardening episode. But gardening is definitely another thing that I like to do in the spring. But my gardening is probably a little bit different from like those who have a house for their gardening because I live in an apartment. So like everything's got to be grown in pots, you know? Yeah, I enjoy the output of gardening. I I don't know. I think maybe it's one of those things where like as you get older, you like it more. I could see that because I think as a kid, I was like, oh, my gosh, you gardening. But I feel like now as I've become older. I'm more like, yes, gardening. I love it. I like looking at other people's gardens. You know, like when you're walking down the street and like people's, you know, flowers are coming out. Mm -hmm. I feel like I haven't done it this year yet, but I just like go through all my clothes in the spring because I do it like twice a year because I like put my winter clothes away and then take out my summery clothes. It's a good time to go through all your stuff, but then the problem is, is I realize I don't like it, but then I have to keep some because otherwise I will have no clothes. Very first world problems, I know, but. <laughs> I feel that. I feel like I am at that point again where it's like I need to go through and purge my wardrobe. See, here's the thing, though. I feel like for wardrobe purges, I don't do it on a yearly basis. I feel like I do it like every two to three years. I'm like, OK, what do I want to keep? And what do I want to get rid of? Because I feel like I can kind of go on the same rotation for a while. And then after that time, like two or three years elapses, then I'm like, all right, I'm kind of tired of some of the clothes that I have. I need to start getting rid of them and getting a couple new ones. Yeah, I think mine is like, I keep things that I don't like, but then I also get new things that I like. And we really just because I'm like, again, like I said, it's like I don't want to have no clothes, so I keep it. I think I'm like trying to update my clothes for someone that's in their like now we're in like, are we still mid mid 20s? Are we late 20s yet? No, I'm mid. I'm mid. I'm not 26 yet. But I feel like late 20s starts 27 because then you're just because first you have 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. 29 so then they're all evenly divided but anyway that's not the point <laughs> what was my point oh yeah because sometimes I look at my clothes and they're not like juvenile but they're also like kind of young and I'm like why do I not like this I'm like oh yeah I got it like into high school early college yeah I could see that I do have to say though this is probably like complete opposite of what you're saying one thing that I've been wanting to do is invest in a couple more crop tops because I have, I think, like one and a half. One's like kind of cropped, not really that cropped. And I'm like, this is my mid-20s. This is the last time I will be able to wear crop tops. I'm like, I am going to invest in some and I am going to wear them because they are cute. And so I've decided that while I'm in my 20s, 
I'm still going to wear my crop tops, which I think is very interesting because when I was in college and stuff, I think I had maybe one. And that's a hard maybe. So I think I've reached that point where I'm like realizing, oh, I am towards the end of what society considers to be my quote unquote youth. And I need to take full advantage of that. See, that's hilarious is like when I was thinking of like stuff that looks kind of juvenile, it's legitimately just like a sweater, a normal sweater. I think it's just because I associate it with like when I got it. Also, I think maybe because it's what, six years old or something, it just doesn't fit well anymore. And I think that's more my problem. Mm -hmm. Also, I've been trying to get like better quality clothes because I am not growing at least height wise anymore. And so it's like you can spend more money on stuff. And I want stuff that's like, I don't know. Like, I think some of the stuff I have is very casual. But sometimes you want to like go out, but you don't want to look like you're going to work. But you don't want to look like you're like a college student. Yes. My recommendation for those people who are spring cleaning their closet and are looking to get some great basics. I would say if you're looking for like a good quality t-shirt. Like, you know, just like a solid tee to wear with like some nice pants or a skirt or whatever. I like the Land's End t-shirts. Those are pretty nice. And also J. Jill. I think that both of those two are like higher quality, good quality t-shirts. So that would be my recommendation to those of you who are trying that out. I also really like just plain t-shirts right now because I feel like they're really good to help you build like a capsule wardrobe because there's so many different ways you can wear them. And I think that that's how my style has slowly changed as I've gotten older. I feel like when I was younger, I had a lot of like bright, fun statement pieces, but like there was only like one way that I could wear them, right? There wasn't a lot of different ways that I could wear those. But now as I've gotten older, I'm just like, okay, what is something basic that I could get that I could wear a ton of different ways because I want something that's going to be reusable that I can put on in the morning without even having to think about does it match? Yeah, that's definitely a good point. I think definitely upgrading that. Also, it's like what's kind of nice is because I do it. Well, like I said, I haven't done it yet. But like because I do it about twice a year is like taking it a season at a time. And then also I forget where I read this because I read it years ago. But the whole if you haven't worn it in a year, donate it mentality because I was doing the thing where I was like just keeping them because I'm like, well, I like this one. So like what if I start wearing it again? It's like if you haven't worn it in a year or even like two years you're not going to wear it again. You're just not. So that helps. That's very true. Also, just not buying. Like, just thinking about it before you buy it. Mm -hmm. I look at it, too, and I'm like, a lot of the times, unless it's, like, a really great sale or unless it's, like, a staple piece that I need, I'll get it from, like, Goodwill or I'll get it, like, passed down to me from somebody else who's getting rid of their clothes. My mom knows that I really like secondhand clothes. So like if somebody that she knows is like getting rid of their clothes and they're like, hey, like I don't need these anymore. I'm going to go donate them. She'll be like, oh, can my daughter like see some, see if she wants any before you donate them. And then I just take what I want. And so I feel like that's kind of nice, too, is just like, you know, ask around before you donate something. See if anybody wants any of the clothes that you have. If you know that they're like similar in size, just because it's like a good way to help out the people around you. And in the spring is Earth Day. And it's good for the earth. That's also very true. Because I know there's like a big push for buying sustainable fashion, which I think is great. But then there's also the argument where it's like before you do that, get something that already exists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a lot of the times I like to go to like thrift stores or even like 
like I said, if people I know are getting rid of clothes and they're like, hey, do you want some? I'm like, yes, send them to me. I will pick out whatever I want before you donate them. <laughs> like a little uh, trash monster. It's me. It's me. <laughs> you know, doesn't hurt. Let's see. What else is springy? I don't know. I feel like when we were trying to, because we did one for winter activities. And when we were doing this, we we're like trying to say, oh, let's do a spring one. But I think it's really hard to come up with an activity other than gardening, which because we like making things hard for ourselves, we separate it into a different episode. Other than gardening, I don't know of anything that's very spring exclusive. You know, like sledding. Like you can't go sledding in the summer. I mean, maybe you could on like a like a sandbank or something. But like, I feel like there's winter things that are very winter, but I don't know other than gardening. And also technically you can do gardening in the summer. You technically could, but I feel like you got to get started in the spring. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, otherwise your plants are little babies in the summer and then you plant them. And then it's like, they're still little babies by the fall and then they just die. Unless you're planting indoors. That's a different story. Then they might be okay. So I do challenge people. Let us know if there is any activity that is very spring and is like only done in the spring. The other one that I have to say is spring cleaning, which I feel like I personally don't normally do because like I just clean my place on a consistent basis. But I would like to try spring cleaning just so, you know, I could get a little bit more of a thorough clean throughout my apartment. I think that would be nice. So that's like on my uh, I should do this but I have not yet list. Well, I think the thing is like a lot of people clean the surfaces that need to get cleaned, you know, like wipe the counter down, sweep, occasionally mop the floors. But I feel like spring cleaning to me is like when you move furniture. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like unless you're like moving furniture and like doing like a super thorough clean, it's not really a spring cleaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I don't know, maybe under like, the TV stand, it's like, it can get nasty under there. And I feel like because it's such a big thing to move, you don't need to, and you're not going to be moving it every week. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some people do, but neither of us have cleaners, and we also leave very busy lives. So it's like, I like the idea of, again, kind of taking it out of just spring, but like even like twice a year doing that, because it just feels so much nicer. Yeah, I think so too. And then you feel like your place is like truly clean. You know what I mean? Because like even if you clean it on a normal basis, it's like you probably won't feel like it's super, super clean unless you have a good deep clean every once in a while. It's like that thing is where you cleaned everything you see, but you know that corner is collecting a patch of dust. Exactly. And then the other activity, the last one that I had was fishing so for people who like fishing i feel like that's a very good like springtime activity because i know in the summer it gets really really toasty so like you just go fishing in the spring and then it's not as toasty you just gotta wash watch out for the rain so personally i feel like i don't go fishing that much in the spring i've done it maybe like once or twice in the summer but like i'm not super into fishing i just like it occasionally like just a little bit here and there so it's kind of my two cents on it. I forgot where I was going, but now I'm thinking about fishing. I feel like you're not exactly like a country girl, but just the fact that you've been fishing makes you more country than me. Not that that's a bad thing. I just think it's a funny observation. Like you've had much more like, I feel like my outdoor experiences have really just been limited to like hiking. 
I feel like fishing is a good experience, good to do every like once in a blue moon. I have to say though with fishing, my preference for fishing is like, I am not somebody who always enjoys fishing just for fun. Like if you want to do it just for fun, that's okay. But I feel like ultimately your goal in fishing should be to catch a fish that you're going to eat. And the reason why I say this is because otherwise you are causing unnecessary harm to fish if you're not going to eat them. Which I know people are probably looking at me right now like, oh my gosh, she's such a horrible person. She's causing all of this harm and pain to fish and suffering. I understand your concern. I sometimes feel that way about myself too. But also it's like, it's kind of like if you eat fish at the grocery store, where do you think it comes from? If you eat meat at the grocery store, where do you think that comes from? It doesn't make you any better if you're just eating it and not seeing the process done. And to be honest, if you catch it yourself, you will probably have that fish in a more humane way than big fishing. I don't know what episode it was, but somehow we got on a fishing tangent at one point and we're talking about how when like you were talking about like fishing and then just like putting them back. And then I was like, yeah, but you still like stab them in the cheek. Yeah, you do. That's why you got to hope for a big fish so you can just take your big fish and you can eat it. Okay, I feel like this is a hot take, which could offend fans of fishing and this other activity that I'm going to compare it to. But I feel like fishing is kind of just like golf. It's a lot of standing around and doing nothing. No, I feel like that's very fair because it very much is, especially if nothing is biting. It's very much just standing around and waiting for something to happen. You're just like, so when's it going to happen? Come on, any day now. I'm still waiting for the point where I feel like I become a true adult and find golf entertaining to watch. I feel like that is just when you give up and you're like, I am an adult now. Leon, I used to watch a competitive golf show with my older brother during high school. I don't know. Did I tell you this before? No. Oh, really? No. So I can't remember what it was called, but... It was like this competitive golf show and they would like have to hit the golf balls over barriers and get it into the hole. And it was like they tried to make golf exciting and it was like, OK, it wasn't that great. I mostly just watched it because I thought my brother was a really cool person. I was like, oh, my gosh, my brother's so cool. I should hang out and watch golf shows with him. So that was honestly the main reason why I watched it. That sounds more entertaining than regular golf, although I do like playing golf on like the video games. That's fun. But like actual golf, not so much. I feel like golf is one of those sports that's just, it's not that entertaining. Neither is tennis. Tennis, I think, is more entertaining, but I think that that's because I played it a little bit as a kid. Okay, tennis is more entertaining than golf, but it's not my favorite. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like both are pretty springtime sports, though. Like, springtime, summertime. I know. I mean, I don't have TV now, so I don't get live sports, but I feel like now I could appreciate tennis more than when I was like 10, but I still don't think golf's going to do it. Yeah, I agree. I think that golf is just too like slow paced, like, oh my gosh, it's going to take you like three hours to get through 18 holes. It's the worst. Also, I feel like I kind of have an asterisk on this where it's watching golf. It's like maybe if I was actually participating and doing something. It's more entertaining. I know what you mean. Because I feel like, for example, like with baseball, which also starts in the spring, so it's kind of springy, mainly summery, but kind of springy, is like watching it on TV is okay, but like I like it so much better when you actually go. Yeah, that's true. 
Well, thanks for joining us. Our next book club is going to be The Gunkel by Stephen Rowley, and that will be dropping on June 6th. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on spring activities. We uh, did our best to try and think of spring activities. So if you know of any, let us know. You can send us an email or DM us on Instagram. And don't forget to rate Zelina's podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can find us at Zillennials Podcast on Instagram or email us at zillennialspodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to hit the subscribe button and stay a while. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.